Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. 2 Corinthians, the fifth chapter. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the believers at Corinth. And he said this, Therefore, if any person is engrafted into Christ, he's a new creation, a new creature altogether. Amen. The old or previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. Raise your hand if you experience that fresh and new glorious salvation when you accepted Christ in your life. Amen. You, you experienced it. It was exciting. It was new. It was fresh when you made Jesus the Savior of your life. Then he goes on and says, but all things are from God. What he's saying there. All things regarding to this new nature in Christ are from God. That's what he's saying, okay? Uh, then he goes on, who through Jesus Christ reconciled us to himself, received us into favor, and brought us sinners. That's what he's talking about. He's received us sinners, amen, into favor, and brought us sinners into harmony with himself. And then what did he do? The Bible says he gave to us the ministry of reconciliation, that by word and deed, we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. So we, oh, thank you. So we have a ministry called the ministry of reconciliation. Uh, the word reconciled is an interesting word. It literally means um, God imparting to us his favor. Amen. Um, <laughs> I'm walking in the favor of God. Amen. I sing that quite often. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's good for my spirit to hear that, that I'm walking in the favor of God. Amen. So God favored you. While you were a sinner, he favored you by convicting you in your heart that you needed him in your life. You could not get saved with God, without God getting your attention. Amen. You're just as blind as a bat. Amen. Just as dead as any corpse person taking his last breath inside, dead, going, going, going uh, into eternity without God. And God touched your life supernaturally. You did not find God. God found you. Can I have an Amen. Amen. So God reconciled you. He brought favor towards you as a sinner. Amen. And I always say this, and I don't say this to be critical or derogatory or uh, looking down, but if God saved you, he could save anybody. Amen. I said, amen. If God could save you, he could save anybody. Amen. And uh, some of you had greater degrees of bondage than others. Uh, some of you, I mean, I always kind of think about my family, you know, raised in church, you know, you know, they didn't, you know, go out and get addicted to drugs or, you know, or all the other things that we fall into are snared by. They've been serving God their whole lives. And so for them, it's a different experience in the sense of, you know, they have always, for the most part, known God and, 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 and have been serving God. So I'm grateful. On the other hand, some of us, you know, who are raised in unbelievable, dire situations. I mean, my goodness, the 13, first 19 years of my life, where you talk about darkness, you talk about bondage, and, and yet in that state, uh, spiritual condition, God touched my heart. Amen. 
the night I got saved, Sunday night, the third Sunday night in May of 1971. <laughs> um, the preacher preached a message and um, had no idea what he said. Had no idea. I probably, I probably was out skiing I don't, in my mind. Uh, and, and yet at the end of the message, he says, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? Well, in my heart, I knew, and I answered, I said, no, probably not, not. And when I answered that, he said, then he said, well, then, if you're not sure, lift your hand, I'll pray for you. Well, as a good Lutheran boy, you don't lift your hands in church. Can I have an amen? Not being derogatory, just simply, you know, we were not taught to do that, you know? And all of a sudden, my arm shot up. And then I, it, it came down as quick as it shot up. And, but when it shot up, like this, and I put it right back down, the, the minister saw that hand, and he came down and prayed with me. And I just prayed a simple prayer, Jesus coming into my life. And I mean, immediately, say immediately. I mean, immediately, I knew something happened. Why? Because I felt all the chains, all the bondages, all the strongholds that had me at that moment lifted, and I felt it leave me in my life, praise God. And I knew that night I was changed. Now, you know, it's one thing to catch a fish, and it's another thing to clean a fish. I never was good at cleaning fish, but God is a good cleaner. Amen. And he began to clean up my life in the process of time. Say this out loud. I have been given a ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. And then he says, I love what it says there in the Amplified. I'll, I'll read it one more time. The Amplified, it says, he says, Jesus reconciled us sinners to himself, received us sinners into favor, brought us sinners into harmony with himself, and gave to us now no longer sinners <laughs> the the ministry of reconcilia reconciliation that by word and deed we might aim to bring others into harmony with him. Now watch this. Now it was God personally present in Christ, reconciling, now listen, reconciling and restoring the world to favor with himself. And I know, look at, we, I know as we look at the world today, you know, we almost, we almost disdain uh, uh, the world in its condition. But God saved the world through the death and resurrection of Jesus. But they will never know until you tell them and bring them into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I said this uh, uh, a couple weeks ago, but listen to me. If, if, nine, if only... If 95% of the church has only led one person to the Lord, what does the world's future hold? I mean, it's dark. Uh, it's dark if that be the case. And so God, and I believe that, that he's, he's wanting us to simply obey him. And by obeying him, that door will be opened, praise God, into others' lives. Amen. Into others' lives. That door will open. And then all of a sudden, you will rejoice to know that you, did, you fulfilled a measure of your ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. I will not ask you, but stop for a moment. How many people have you led to the Lord since you've been born again? And that's why this production, we create this atmosphere. It isn't, there's hundreds of hours put into this. Uh, uh, you know, they begin... Preparation in July and August and, and just practice and practice and practice. And it isn't for us. It's for a world out there that needs Jesus and a world out there that won't come to Jesus unless you bring them in. Because that is your ministry. That's your ministry. I said, that's your ministry. And uh, the Bible says that uh, 
there's joy in heaven over one that gets saved. Over one. Amen. I wonder how much joy is in heaven today. Just stop and think about that. How much joy is in heaven today? And I believe with all my heart, I do, I believe this with all my heart, that God does have a plan. Because if he doesn't, and he's depending on us alone, there will be multiplied millions of people in hell. Multiplied millions. Yet, on the other hand, you and I can glorify God if we'll just fulfill this ministry of reconciliation. We, um, uh, we were um, singing uh, a song earlier. It just reminded me of a scripture. I'll go to it. If you want to turn your Bibles to Hebrews, the... Uh, Hebrews, the, um, say praise the Lord. God is so good. I just want to, I really, I really just simply want to, uh, really want to stir you up that there is an, an anointing on your life. And that anointing, uh, Pastor Vicky shared, maybe it was that prayer she shared this, and we're talking about the Dead Sea and, uh, in Israel. Uh, there is, there is the, uh, the river, the Jordan River, and it flows fresh water from Mount Hermon, flows fresh water into the Dead Sea. And the reason the sea is dead is because there's no outlet. And um, she was talking about this, how that it actually stinks like sewer, the Red Sea, the Dead Sea, because it has no outlet. And therefore, it just, it, it, everything dies when it hits, you, hits it. And every day, every, every Sunday and Wednesday, we get together and deposit the word of God into your life. It's for a purpose. It's to help you be changed into the glory of God, but then to take that glory and invest it in other people. Amen? Amen? So important. So important. And uh, I think today, you know, I don't know why. It just seems like, it seems like we've been, we've been, um, uh, coerced into believing that if we look like the world, then we'll save the world, you know. And um, we, need, we, need, we want to make sure we look like Jesus and that we sound like Jesus. Can I have an amen? In the Hebrews, the, I don't even know where this is. Um, thank you, Lord. I'll find it. I know what I'm looking for. Thank you, Lord. Now, in uh, verse, um, in Hebrews 10, um, it says this in verse 16. Now, the Holy Spirit is writing this by the hand of Paul. And um, he said this, this is the covenant that, that I will make with them after those days. What, after what days? After the days of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. After those days, I will make a, uh, with them this, a covenant. What is the covenant? I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. Amen. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So Paul, so the Holy Spirit made a promise that he's going to enter into covenant through, uh, uh, with the world. The world that he died for. The world that he loved before he died for the world. Can I have an amen? amen. See, again, I want to encourage you that I know in your mind you think that the person you work with, uh, they, they cuss and they swear and they talk dirty and, and, or whatever, whatever, and you think that God doesn't love them. He loves them more than you realize because the only difference between them and you is Jesus. 
It is. Yeah. And so you have to realize that, that when you're working beside someone and they don't know God, that is a field that God sent you into to scatter the seeds of his love, hallelujah, into their lives. But there, and, and, and I love this scripture in Corinthians, I'll read this in a moment. Uh, it says that uh, some water, uh, some soul and some water, but God gives the increase. So most of the time, hallelujah, if you're, hey, listen, you can't expect a harvest unless you're scattering some seed. So you scatter the seed of God's love, his faith, his goodness, his grace, his mercy. You scatter those seeds into the hearts of people that don't know him, praise God. And one day they will know him, praise the Lord. But not if you're not willing to be a sower. And uh, it says here, I will write my laws into their hearts. What laws is he referring to? He's not referring to the 653 laws uh, that the Jewish people had made up. He's referring to the two greatest laws. The greatest laws are, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy might, and your neighbor as you would want them to love you. So your job isn't to get in bed with the world. Your job is to, to live a life of of, uh, of humility and reverence, uh, the reverential fear of the Lord, uh, honor and respect for God, and the same for those that you work around, and God will get their attention. John 3.16 is just as sound and true today than it was the day that it was penned by John the Beloved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We can say it this way. God so loves the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believes him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And again, you don't have to, but if God has changed your life in some measure, raise your hand. Okay. So everyone by raising your hand have a testimony. Amen. Now, let me read this and I've got a couple of thoughts I'll share with you. Uh, here it goes. Verse 16, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. After what days? The death and resurrection of Christ. I will put my laws into their hearts. See, this, was, this, is, a, this is a quote from the Old Testament. Just wanted you to know that so you don't get confused it, because this was after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So, uh, so Paul is penning uh, uh, Old Testament scripture, okay? And I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now that's a good place to shout hallelujah. Now where remission of these is, there's no offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness. We sang about this. Boldness to enter. I lost my place. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. What does that even mean? For the Jews, it was not a new and living way. It was an old and death way. They had to cut the throat of a goat or something and leave it at the altar of sacrifice before they could enter the holy uh, place in the, in the, in the uh, temple of God. We come to God with a new and living way. Amen. I said amen. amen. Say this out loud. I have God's favor on my life. Yeah. And the reason you do, Pastor Vicky mentioned it a few moments ago, that you really do. And I believe this with all my heart. I could never do it. I believe this with all my heart that Jesus the Christ, 
the anointed one of God, the son of God, the redeemer, the savior is seated at the right hand of the father. See, I believe that with all my heart. And what does that mean? He is the high priest. The Bible says in Hebrews, the third chapter, verse one, he's the high priest of my confession. Okay, he's my high priest. Okay, say this out loud. I have a high priest in heaven for me. Amen. So you have this high priest, and not only, he, the Bible says he makes intercession for the saints. He does this. But the Bible says he's the high priest of things pertaining to God. Well, what pertains to God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans, the 14th chapter, verse 17. And so just want to stir you up to help you understand that you literally today, not only are you a child of God, you have the favor of God and you have a high priest in heaven, hallelujah, that backs you up each and every day. Praise the Lord. Praying for you, supporting you, strengthening you, imparting to you what you need for your life. I just want to encourage you in these, these things because sometimes the very things that we, some of, some of us may know, most people don't know. Raise your hand. Again, just want to see the temperature of the church. Raise your hand if, if, if it's sometimes hard for you to come to God. Raise your hand. Well, thank you. Some of you are honest and some of you aren't. Because, see, most of us have a difficult time coming to God because we don't understand, you know, the position he placed us in. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. See, positionally or spiritually, we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He's seated at the right hand of God. We're seated with him. Praise the Lord. For it is in him we live and move and have our being, the Bible says. So I want to encourage you to help you understand that God loves you unconditionally. You cannot earn his favor by your works. You have his favor because of his works. Hallelujah. Yes, there is a responsibility in our lives. Yes, there's a responsibility that we walk out our salvation with fear and trembling, that we obey the word of God. Hallelujah. That is, but you cannot simply... You know, uh, perform for God, do a little dance for God, and he's pleased with you because of the dance. He's pleased with you because of Jesus, our Savior and our Lord. Hallelujah. Watch this. So having therefore boldness, brethren, to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. No, I'll explain that in a moment. And having an high priest over the house of God. Say this out loud. I am the house of God. Yeah. You're the temple. God lives on the inside of you. He goes on and says this. So let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Full assurance of faith. What does that even mean? You can come before God being fully assured that you will have his attention. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. So let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And everybody say amen to that. So God is faithful to you? No, he's faithful to his word. He's faithful to his word. God is. Is God your savior today? Well, if he's your savior, then he's everything else that you need in your life. 
And she, Pastor Vicky said it right. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm sure maybe every generation, surely the generation, the, the generation, I mean, surely in the 1940s, the church was saying, this is the end times. You know, and of course it was, but I mean, I'm talking about, you know, Jesus has got to come any day because the, the things are so severe. You know, but, well, he didn't, he hasn't come yet. Amen. So what are we supposed to do till he comes? Occupy. Amen. Be a light to those in darkness. Live a godly life. Can I have an amen? Uh, a, a gracious life, a reverent life, uh, a life of humility, a life of grace, a life of truth. Amen. So God is faithful. Now, when you go into the Old Testament, we'll close here pretty quick. When you go into the Old Testament, you read stories that inspire. It just inspires us. I always remember that. And God gave us the Old Testament because um, uh, he recorded uh, things that we needed to know. He created uh, the power of God's word. Let there be light, and light was. Hallelujah. Amen. God said, uh, you know, that he sent his word to heal us and deliver us from our destructions. And so, so the, all through the Old Testament, uh, and we'll, we'll get into this next Sunday, there are over 300 messianic prophecies in the Old Testament. What are messianic prophecies? They are prophecies from God regarding the coming of the Savior. Amen. See, we celebrate this, and, and you know this, but a lot of people don't. There's two extremes. We, we either have Jesus still in the manger, or, or we have him still on the cross. He's not in the manger. He's not on the cross. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Seated at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. He is that. Praise God. And so, all through the Old Testament, you have these stories. And uh, of God uh, present in the life of people, even though they didn't, even though, you know, it didn't look like it in the natural. And uh, two of these uh, great stories are, are the story of David and the story of Joseph. Amen. David, we know the story, how he was raised with 11 other dysfunctional brothers. And uh, um, a, just a, a mess of a family. And, uh, but in the midst of all that, the Bible says that David had a heart after God. Amen. How many want a heart after God? Amen. God, I just want to please you. I just want to please you. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just want to please you. And that isn't as easy as we think. I just want to honor God. How do we honor and please him? With our faith. I said, with our faith, that he's with us. Now, I won't go into the story. I want to close in prayer here, but I just want, uh, and we'll talk about this next Sunday. We'll use David and Joseph, but of all the things these young men went through, they never wavered in their faith in God. They kept their faith in God. And Pastor Vicky said something, and I believe, I believe it is true, that uh, the days ahead for the world are not good. But the days ahead for the church will get better and better and better. But we better, keep our, but we better have our, our faith in God. Can I have an amen? Better have our faith in God. So, um, because he's faithful. Uh, what is he faithful to? His word. If God said he would provide your every need, God is faithful to that. Amen. No matter what. If God says that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus, he's faithful to that. Our part is to stand on the word. If you, study the, if you study some of the great faith people in the Bible, they stood for years. 
Abraham stood uh, for 25 years to see uh, his manifested prayer come to pass. Uh, Moses stood for 40 years. Um, David stood for 13 years. Jo- Joseph stood for 13 years. Now, I'm not, you know, uh, we just rejoice for all you precious people that came today. And uh, um, why don't you look up and say, God, thank you for loving me. Amen. Amen. And when you say that, it should create a, a measure of humility and reverence in your heart because you know who you are. <laughs> Can I have an amen? We know who we are. Oh, but I'm so glad God loves you anyway. And he's not, he said the work that he'd be giving you, he'd complete it. Amen. And so you have to trust him for that. So on a daily basis, and every morning, just, just surrender your heart to the Lord. Say, God, I give you all that I am today so that you can be all that you are in my life. Amen. Amen. He's faithful. God is faithful. One of my most favorite scriptures is in, is in um, uh, I got to think where it is now, Lamentations 3. It's, it says that God's mercies are new every morning. That's my favorite scripture. And, and I, he probably gets tired of hearing it, but I tell him that every day. Your mercies are new every morning. Because when I woke up this morning, his mercies were new. <laughs> that means you have his favor. That means he's going to bless you today. Yeah, he may correct you. He may reprove you, whatever he's got to do. Uh, God says that uh, he talks about the father chastening us because, it, it, you know, he, he wants us to be everything that he is. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 9.30, as well as our midweek service on Wednesday nights at 7. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.